This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll They were a newly married couple, and there was a knock on the door, and the wife answers the door, and there's a beggar standing there, asking to come in and eat something. So of course the wife brings him in, and serves him a meal, and as the beggar leaves, and she closes the door, her body starts to shake so much that she needs to lean on the wall and wait a few minutes to compose herself, and then sit down again at the table with her husband. And her husband says to her, what's going on? And why are you so upset? Why are you crying? And the wife says, oh, it's nothing. I'm just feeling a little dizzy. Maybe it's just something that I ate. And the husband says to her, listen, this doesn't make any sense. It can't be because you gave a meal to a beggar. That never bothered you before. She said, chas v'shalom, God forbid. I would never regret giving food to a beggar. Now, just minutes before the beggar had showed up at the door, the husband and wife had sat down for their midday meal. And the husband, who was a wealthy merchant, he closed his business every day in the afternoon in order to come home and spend an hour or so with his wife, who prepared a beautiful meal for the two of them. And she always tried to make the meal with her husband as pleasant as possible before he went back to work. Now, the couple hadn't been married for very long, and the truth is that they didn't know so much about one another. The wife knew that the husband was not always wealthy, even though now he was wealthy. He was a modest and kind person. The only thing the wife knew for sure about the husband was that he had once been a beggar, having to go from house to house asking for money and asking for food. But the wheel of fortune changed for him, and now he was a wealthy Jew with a very successful business. And even though he had a lot of money, the husband continued to be very simple and live a very modest life. And most of the money that he made, he happily gave away because he remembered what it was to be a beggar. And he remembered how hard it was when he had to ask people for help. So anytime anyone came to his door and asked him for money, he basically gave everything that was in his pockets. And that day, when the beggar knocked on the door, it was nothing unusual. Poor people were always knocking on the door asking for money. And if they weren't poor and they were just collecting for a good cause, everybody knew that in this particular home, they would get a very nice donation. But something was different. When the beggar came this time and knocked on their door, there was something different in his voice. He said, please, have pity on a poor Jew. It's been days since I've eaten anything. Please, just give me a little piece of bread. That's all I asked for. I don't need much. But when the husband heard this voice, which he recognized used to be his own voice, even though he was sitting there at the meal with his wife, he got up and told the beggar to sit down in his chair and gave him his entire plate of food. And the beggar quickly ate everything on the plate and then everything on his wife's plate and everything on the table. And the wealthy Jew gave the beggar all the money he had in his pockets. And he even put food in a sack for him and tied it up and said, I hope this will last you, and may Hashem bless you, that you should never need to beg again. The beggar thanked the couple so much. And then he left. And so the husband didn't understand why his wife was so upset. Why, when the beggar left, did she have to lean against the wall, and why was she crying? He knew that his wife was a generous person. For sure it wasn't the food or the money. So he said to his wife, please tell me, what happened just now? And his wife started crying again. And she said, I'm really sorry. It just reminded me of my former life. 
before I was married to you. Just like you, my first husband was very rich. And he would come home every day in the afternoon, and I would cook a beautiful meal for him just like I do for you. He would close his store, and every afternoon we would eat lunch together. And Hashem blessed my husband with a great deal of money. And all of his business dealings were very successful. But unfortunately, my husband had one very bad midah character trait that ruined his life. He was a miser. He was extremely stingy. He had no problem spending money on himself. Whatever he wanted, clothes, alcohol, fancy things, whatever his heart desired, he would buy for himself. When it came to me, he wasn't so generous. But when a beggar came to the door, he forbade me to give them any food, drink, or money. He wouldn't give anyone anything. And the truth has bothered me so much. But I wanted Shalom Bayit. I wanted there to be peace in the home. And so I listened to my husband and did what he said. Eventually, everybody knew that we were a miserly home and that we wouldn't give money or food to anyone. So beggars wouldn't even come across the street to knock on our door. And it really pained me. But what was I supposed to do? I was a wife and I wanted to have Shalom Bayit with my husband. One day, during lunch, there was a knock at the door. And I can still see my husband sitting there, having taken his first bite of bread. The food is still in his mouth. And he says, who's there? And from the other side of the door, the person says, please, I'm a poor Jew. Please help me. I haven't eaten in many days and I'm so hungry. I might die of starvation. Please, just a little bit of bread. That's all I'm asking for. But my husband, he got so angry. He jumped out out of his chair opened the door and shouted at the beggar, Get out of here, or I'll kill you with my own two hands. And then he slammed the door in the beggar's face. He came down, he sat at the table next to me, and he said, These beggars have such chutzpah. They won't even let a person eat in peace. And me, I ran to my room and started crying, because I couldn't believe this was the person that I had married. And from that day on, my husband's business started to falter, and one loss after another kept going and going until all of the money was gone. He lost his business. He lost his investments. We even lost our house. And we were left with nothing. We had to just stand on the street. We had nothing. And at that point, my husband said to me that we have to get divorced because he couldn't provide for me. And so we went to Beit Din and he gave me a get. And we each went our separate ways. And I never saw him again after that. But I had heard that he had become a beggar. That is, I never saw him again until today. Because do you know who that poor beggar was that we just fed? Who we just gave all the food in the house and money to? That was my first husband. And that's why I'm so shocked. He didn't even recognize me. He showed up here at our house, ate all of our food, and didn't even see me sitting here at the table with you. And then the wife looks over to her husband, the new husband, the one that had been eating lunch with her and gave away everything he had. And she saw that his eyes were filled with tears. And clearly something had moved him to the deepest part of his soul. She said to him, my husband, what did I say that made you so upset? I mean, I'm the one who's upset. And the husband said, as a matter of fact, my dear wife, I know exactly who that beggar was. Because many years ago, I myself was a beggar. And I'm the one who stood at your door and your husband yelled at me, get out of here or I'll kill you with my own two hands. He said the beggar that he turned away that day was myself. Da da da
one more short story for you. I felt like I just needed to add one more to the podcast today. Once, on Moti Shabbos, the Baal Shem Tov was standing with his Hasidim. They had just completed Havdalah, and a woman comes running into the Baal Shem Tov shul, and she says, Rebbe, please, my children are starving. I need money in order to buy them some milk. Please, Rebbe, give me a coin. And the Rebbe looks at her, and he says, My dear woman, it's Moti Shabbos. We haven't had any time to go home and get any money, so I don't have any money to give you. He said, however, my Hasidim, they might have something for you. And the Hasidim are looking at one another thinking, well, if the Baal Shem Tov isn't carrying coins on Shabbos, neither are we. So where does he think that we're going to get money from? And at that moment, the Baal Shem Tov says to his Hasidim, each of you take your right hand and put it into your right pocket and pull out the coin that's in your pocket. And each of the Hasidim puts their hand in their pocket. And sure enough, each of them has a coin. They all show the Baal Shem Tov the coins, and he collects them and gives them to the woman. Who was very happy and ran out to buy food for her children. Now you might think this is a miraculous story, because of course none of them were carrying money on Shabbos because it's forbidden. And you might think that the Baal Shem Tov did a great miracle by making money appear in the Hasidim's pockets when there was none before. But the truth of the matter is, my sweetest friends, the real miracle here was not the Heilig Baal Shem Tov. The real miracle was the Hasidim who had such deep faith in their Rebbe that when he said to them, put your hand in your pocket and take out the coin that's there, we say in the davening, V'ya'aminu ba'ashem u'moshe avdo. And the Jewish people, when they left Egypt, they believed in Hashem and Moshe, Hashem's servant. And in the same way, we believe in Hashem. And we have a connection to the tzaddikim, just like with Moshe Rabbeinu. And so, because the Hasidim had such great faith in their Rebbe, they put their hands in their pockets. And that enabled the Baal Shem Tov to make the miracle happen, that the money would be there. But they enabled to make the miracle happen, that they would have enough faith in the Rebbe to do what he said. My sweetest friends, 
Thank you so much for listening. I mentioned a few weeks ago that one of my daughters had gotten engaged, and now I'm happy to say that my wife and I get another Mazel Tov because another one of our daughters just got engaged last week. So now we have two weddings coming up, Bezrat Hashem, within a month and a half of each other. And I bless everybody who listens to the podcast with Parnasa, with health, with Torah, Chupa, and Maasim Tovim. And may all of your children get married as well. And we should marry to dance at our grandchildren's weddings. Basimcha, with joy and good health.